0: It's going to be a nice day today. We're looking for some sunshine and highs in the high 50s, actually, 33 degrees here at the studio in Eau Claire as we get rolling with the morning chores. And by the way, as always, I'm going to remind you that if you do miss something here on the Wax 104.5 Morning Farm Show and the Midwest Farm Report, go to our website, 20inarowwax.com, and click on the Midwest Farm Report page, scroll down and you can see our podcast and much, much more on that page. Bunch of farm news on there from all over the Midwest. You can learn a lot. Let me tell you, just go to that page. Or use your device, your smart device. If you have an app for podcasts, search for Midwest Farm Report Eau Claire and you can find our show on a daily basis. It's 5 a.m. This is WAXX 104.5 FM Radio in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Let's listen to some world and national news.
1: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. President Trump is extending the White House's social distancing guidelines for coronavirus. We will be extending our guidelines to April 30th to slow the spread. Trump said the peak of coronavirus deaths could hit in the next two weeks. He previously hoped that the country would be reopened for business by Easter, April the 12th. However, now he predicts that the country will be getting back on track by June the 1st. An unusual sight off both the west and east coasts of the United States. The hospital ship USNS Mercy has already started boarding patients in the port of Los Angeles, while its sister ship, the USNS Comfort, is expected to arrive in New York today. Both ships are accepting non-COVID-19 patients in a bid to reduce the strain on hospitals. In New York City, part of Central Park is expected to open as a 68-bed field hospital on Tuesday, and the L.A. Convention Center is poised for a similar move. Checks from the recently passed COVID-19 stimulus bill should arrive in the bank accounts of Americans within three weeks. That's according to Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin, who spoke to Fox News on Sunday. A family of four could get up to $3,400, while an individual taxpayer could receive up to $1,200 based on their income. Small businesses in Arkansas destroyed by Saturday's tornadoes are eligible for disaster loans as well as assistance set up for COVID-19. Governor Asa Hutchinson declared the city of Jonesboro a natural disaster and said on Sunday he'll also be looking for federal assistance. The National Weather Service reports that the tornado that hit Jonesboro was an EF-3, while an EF-1 touched down in nearby Greene County. The Red Cross reports dozens of homes were damaged beyond repair. Damage is estimated to be in the millions of dollars. More than 20 people were injured. And North Korea is boasting about its latest weapons test. The North fired what are thought to be two short-range ballistic missiles on Sunday. The country's official state news agency said the test was of super-large multiple rocket launchers. They said the test was a success. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio.
2: Camping season is almost here. Are you ready? Hi, this is Darla at Country RV. And not only are we here to help you find that perfect RV to fit your family, we'll also be here for the ownership of your camper. Your RV is a major investment, and at Country RV, we're here to make sure that we support you with our experienced service and sales departments. As a family-owned and operated dealership, customer care is our top priority. Find us just north of Chippewa Falls or online at CountryRVWI.com.
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 33 degrees here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. La Crosse has 37, Marshfield also 37, Green Bay's at 39, Rice Lake has 30, it's 37 in Wausau. Madison's at 39, Milwaukee also at 39, and my beautiful weather reporter up on Iman Ridge says it's 35 degrees there. We expect a nice spring day today with a clear sky and temperatures reaching the high 50s. The clear sky and breeze will send the temperatures back into the 20s tonight, but another day of sunshine and temperatures into the 50s is expected tomorrow. Today, we're looking at that high of 56 with a low of 27. Tomorrow, a high of 54 with a low of 31. And Wednesday, a high of 50 with a low of 39.
4: If you need a new car, truck, or SUV, Scott, Dave, or any of the crew at Courtesy Auto & Truck will help you. First, Courtesy is going to give you no payment for three months and 0% financing. That's right, 0% for up to 84 months and three months no payments. Or you can choose no payments for six months, both on approved credit. And remember, you always get Courtesy for a lifetime. It's a lifetime powertrain warranty serviced by the award-winning pit crew. Courtesy Auto & Truck, on the phone, online, or in person to help you.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Rural insurance is bringing us the first round of markets this morning. Let's look at the cash livestock. Fed beef steers are at 107 to 118 with mixed selling 91 to 106. Fed beef heifers at 103 to 118 and a half with mixed 90 to 102. Fed Holstein steers are at 85 to 91 and a quarter with select and choice. 69 and a half to 84. Cows are at 45 to 76 and a half. Bulls 60 to 87. On the hog side, butcher hogs are 40 and down. Sows 26 to 23. And boars 9 and down. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at 131 to 157. And feeder lambs are at a dollar to 225. On the livestock futures, live cattle for April is at 100 dollars 95. That's down four and a half. June is at 89.42, down 4.12. August at 90.45 is down 4.02, and October at 94.32 is down 3.70. Feeder cattle for April are at 120.60, down 4.5. May, 120.92, down 4.5. August, 127.10, down 4.5. September, 127.57, down 4.5, and October Also down four and a half at one twenty eight fifty two. Lean hogs for April are at fifty eight forty five, down four forty five, May fifty seven eighty two, down four and a half, June sixty four twenty five, down four and a half, and July sixty six eighty, down three eighty.
3: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: Seven minutes past five here at the Wax 104.5 Midwest Farm Report. The country music world was surprised over the weekend to hear of the passing of Joe Diffie, country music star. Joe had local ties. He spent part of his childhood right in Trempolo County. And I'm with Nels Gunderson from Osseo, who was part of that childhood down in the Pleasantville area. Nels, Joe was just one of the neighborhood guys for a while there, huh?
7: Yeah, Joe and his family lived in the Pleasantville area for a few years um, while his uh, mom taught school in the White House School District. Joe and his sisters lived just up the road from us in Pleasantville in an area we called North Branch. Played baseball with Joe. He had a sister a grade ahead of me and one in my grade. And uh, you know Joe was a committed athlete. That we didn't know him as a singer at that time, but uh, he was a hard worker. And you know we're we're gonna miss uh, his music, uh, his legend, you know his legend of music. Uh, he's been at it a long time and just carried the show on for years. You know so our thoughts go out to his family. And, to I know a special friend, Steve League, is a guy that kept up with him the whole way. If you get a chance to talk to Steve, he could share some more light on this. I had heard of Joe's illness earlier this week, but we did not think it was this serious, and uh, it's pretty shocking.
0: Kind of a lesson. Uh, you work in the EMS world, of course, Nels. Kind of a lesson about what we're facing with this, isn't it?
7: Yeah, it kind of brings it to home. You know, they said we're all going to know somebody, and this is one of the big ones that falls hard, and... You know, the only message I'm sure Joe would, would like everybody to hear is, you know, the EMS world, the fire world, the, the police officers of the world, we all have to do that job. We have to keep our essential services, the grocery store people, you know, we're running our shop, just trying to keep people taken care of in the transportation world. But you do what you got to do and know more and be as safe as you can and take this thing seriously because you never know where it's going to hit home. Now, thanks for your time. All You have a great day. Take care.
0: I talked with Steve Liga, who was raised in the Pigeon Falls area and with Nels Gunderson, went to Whitehall Elementary School and High School with Joe Diffie. Steve described his 50-year relationship with Joe.
8: Yeah, growing up with him was a a ball of fun. I mean, we played Little League baseball actually against each other. I was in Pigeon Falls, and he played in Pleasantville, with that, and, and Joe, you know, if he, if he swung so dang hard, if he hit it, it went over the fence and if he missed it, uh, he would just walk back to the fence. So, I mean, he wasn't really the the baseball player, you know, but he certainly was a football player and basketball player. And, and uh, we had uh, a lot of good years together at uh, Whitehall High School.
0: And you kept track of each other then over the years?
8: Yeah, as, uh, I was senior year I went down. Joe moved away after our sophomore year, and I went down senior year too. To hang out down in Valma, Oklahoma, and uh, then I stood up in wedding and his first wedding, uh, and then Tam and I went to his last wedding a couple of years ago down in Knoxville. So uh, yeah, we've been uh, you know very very close friends for a lot of years, and well, I've seen hundreds of shows of his. And uh, you know the time, you know it wasn't the shows; it was you know the, the chilling, you know sitting there on the bus with Joe and and chatting with him and talking about our families and where our lives have gone, et cetera. So it's just, uh, uh, it, I mean, it, it's life. I mean, this is it's quite shocking to me today.
0: When did you uh, hear about his illness the first time?
8: On uh, I, I keep in touch with him and stuff. And Tara, his wife had uh, texted me and said Joe's in the hospital, you know, and, and on Friday he was doing better, you know. And so And I, I texted him on Friday, didn't get anything back, texted him uh, yesterday, and I texted him this morning, you know. <laughs> with that and then getting back and you know just kind of concerning that joe was usually pretty you know right with his phone you know, all the time so it was kind of a shock and then my my son of uh, minneapolis jordan called me and said did you hear about joe and that kind of hit pretty hard
7: yeah
0: you'll miss him in a lot of ways
8: oh I, when he first hit it you know and i'll, I'll, I'll visit him you know down there and uh, stood up in his wedding like i say he was supposed to stand up in mine but he was going through a little bit of relationship issues so we had to a stand-in uh, type of thing with that back in 86 and uh in 92 when he first uh you know released the song home i was heading down to country for kids in uh milwaukee that uh, was his first big show and i went by sparta and i thought well i'm gonna call up count 97 and have him play home they played the song and i i pulled over i was tearing up the thing bad just with that song but I mean, uh, that was 1992. So uh, we, we've uh, been going through shows a lot of times. You know, I told them that if you're within four hours, I'm coming to see you. And then, uh actually, February 20th, I went down to Dubuque. I just drove down. It was a school night. I got done at 3:30, got there at seven, and left there at 10:30. You know, from Dubuque to get back here to teach school. So that was the last time I saw him, and he was doing well. It was just a, a shock to me today.
7: Well,
0: I'm sorry for all of this, and thanks for talking with us.
8: Yeah, play some Joe Diffie.
0: That's Nels Gunderson and Steve Liga, both of whom spent parts of their childhoods with Joe Diffie. I'm Scott Schultz. And I'm guessing plenty of Joe Diffie will be played
5: today up for spring with a little help from your neighbors at blaine's farm and fleet right now stock up on white top chicago heights six foot studded t-posts just 329 other sizes also on sale buy one Maisel garden fence get the second one half off Keep loads secure with a 5 inch by 20 foot grade 70 binder chain on sale. $36.99 rewards. Members pay $34.99. Pick up a 12 volt, 40 gallon three point sprayer from Fimco on sale. $329.99 rewards. Members pay $299.99 not a rewards member sign up for free in store online or on the farm and fleet mobile app plus save on these great door buster deals krylon farm and implement Paint now 10 percent off and keep the power on with a champion 3550 watt portable generator just 269.99 press for time or just don't want to get out of your car order online and drive up we'll have you loaded up and on your way in no time that's genuine value from blaine's farm and fleet
6: if you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020Census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community.
3: Keep it at Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
9: March is rapidly coming to a close. What does that mean for our alfalfa stands and other forages? Dan Undersender is our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program, and Dan, it is the 30th of March. For all intents and purposes, the snow is gone. Should we be going out in the fields and looking at those stands, see how they came through winter? Can we tell anything yet without any kind of green up at all?
10: Well, yes, Bob. Uh, I think we should uh, check our stands and pay attention, and and then it's early enough that we can make change our planting decisions for the farm as a whole if we need to. Uh, the kinds of things to look at are as soon as the frost is gone, uh, we can dig a couple plants and see what the roots look like. If they're healthy, turgid, like a potato, uh, then those are healthy plants, and, and the likelihood is that they'll green up and be in good shape. Uh, if, on the other hand, they're kind of ropey, uh, then those plants are dead or dying, and we, to the extent that they occur in a field, need to recognize that that stand is going to be much thinner than it was last year, and we need to make a decision on whether or not it is worthwhile keeping. Uh, In the not-too-distant future, we'll start to see shoots coming out of these plants. Uh, The buds were laid down last fall. I believe that for the most part we had adequate snow during the colder periods this winter, and so they should come through in good shape. And at that point, it would be worthwhile to go out and assess the stands to see if we have 55 shoots per square foot. And I don't care whether they're on five plants or 20 plants, what counts is the number of shoots, uh, because that's what we harvest for the hay. So uh, as soon as the plants do start to put shoots out, I would encourage people to go look at that. Uh, You can uh, count uh, those in a square foot and get a visual image and then just look over a field quickly and decide whether you're generally quite thin or whether you're in good shape. Remember that once we fall down to about 40 stems per square foot, we're talking about the yield being about 25 percent less than it could be if we had a dense stand in there. Uh, the stands will never thicken out, uh, so it's uh, just a continual matter of decline over time. So do make an honest assessment about where you are and decide what you want to do and what yield you want. Again. Uh, 55 is or better is optimum. Uh, 40% is maybe still worth keeping if that's your best field, but that is a 25% production reduction from the possible yields you could be getting with good weather. So check the roots for health. Stick, check the stems as they start to come out. Hopefully most of us will be in good shape. We do know that we have a lot of fields that had thinned in previous years that maybe should have been turned over then, and they should uh, still be turned over now. Do consider as well that uh, plants with 40 stems or less are going to have increased weed problems, and so then you have to decide whether you're going to spray for the weeds as a part of having a good high-quality forage for your cattle this spring. So uh, hopefully we'll see a lot of good fields, but the sooner we know if we have a problem, the more that we can do something about it and produce a good return for this year.
9: And when you go out in those fields and check those stands, a reminder from Dan, don't drive all over the fields. Park on the edge and walk out in your fields to check them. Thank you, Dan. Dan undersander, our state forage specialist on our next alfalfa update program. Hi, I'm Ben Lane, and I'm
11: running for circuit court judge in Chippewa County. As a judge, I will remain fair and impartial with a commitment to public safety. I'm already trusted to decide hundreds of cases each year as a court commissioner, so I'll be ready to get to work on day one. I will ensure that Chippewa County remains a safe place to live and raise a family. Avoid the crowds and stay healthy by voting early and absentee for me, Ben Lane, between now and April 7th. Paid for by friends of Ben Lane.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 19 minutes past five here at Wax 104.5 in the Midwest Farm Report. We all know that the markets have been shaken up and in the grocery stores, some shelves uh, it's been a challenge keeping some shelves full we're going to review some of the issues going on in the beef
12: markets right now in 5 10 15 years when we're looking back at this entire COVID 19 crisis the images that we're going to think about are probably going to be the empty grocery store shelves josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison e- eggs milk it doesn't really matter what it is toilet paper it's flying off the shelves And the beef industry is finding themselves in a particular situation uh, when you relate it back to all of this. And Caitlin, you you recently covered the gamut with somebody talking about beef and COVID-19.
13: That's right, Josh. Everyone I talk to, we say we never imagined a situation like this in our lifetime. This is Caitlin Riley at the western end of the world's longest barn. And this health emergency is creating concerns for both beef producers and our consumers. Everything's changing quickly. And I had the chance to chat with Karen Schaefer. She's the CEO of the Minnesota Beef Council. And she says, while we're trying to handle these new concerns that pop up, those working in the industry are also trying to predict the long-term impacts of an unprecedented situation.
14: Since the beginning of January, we have seen cattle market decline about 30 percent. And it's pretty hurtful when you're a cattle producer and you're seeing these dips in the market. And then you're also seeing beef flying off the shelves in the grocery store. And I know that that's disheartening to many people that are raising cattle and working hard. The coronavirus doesn't allow farmers to take a vacation and to stay quarantined in their house watching Netflix. So They're definitely still working hard to produce food that this country so demands and so needs. One thing we want to remind producers is that we're working really hard. Both National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Minnesota State Cattlemen are working with elected officials out in D.C. It sounds like there might be some potential stimulus funds that might be going towards something similar to a market facilitation program, similar to what was going on during the trade wars. And hopefully that will come to a vote and and get passed and those dollars would get allocated to USDA to administer in a fair and equitable way for all of those who are being affected by these adverse market situations. If there is a token of something that producers can hang their hat on, is they can feel a lot of gratitude toward the fact that in times like this, when push comes to shove and, and consumers are needing to fill their fridge and their freezer They're choosing beef, and it doesn't matter what grocery store you go to across the country. We're hearing reports that, you know, the beef is very limited and beef is flying off the shelf and suppliers are ramping up efforts to try to restock. The meat case, because that is something that consumers are, are demanding. So I think that's something that cattle producers probably needed to hear and needed to see. And now would be a time to really think about the value that they're providing to society and the hard work is really going appreciated by consumers.
13: I know one thing that I've been hearing people trying to reassure consumers is that it's not that there's a shortage of food out there. It's just the transportation and the packing and getting the product to them in the grocery stores. Is that correct?
14: That is correct. That was one thing we were concerned about from the beginning. There was speculation that if a plant needed to close, what would that mean and how would that affect the food supply? and I guess I can talk for the beef industry, but I'm understanding this from other sectors as well, is the food is still being produced at the same rate, if not a a faster rate than it had previously. It's the consumer shopping habits that have pushed people toward stocking up at a, a larger rate than they normally would have. We now have seen in Minnesota specifically, as we've closed down restaurants now just moving toward a pickup option, a lot of that beef is being redirected from food service over to retail, which also may include a couple extra steps that the distribution centers need to go through. We're still making sure that if Minnesota and or the U.S. does enter into a standstill type of a scenario, that we've been reassured that agriculture is being deemed essential and food production is being deemed essential. So the hope is that if we were to move toward a stricter lockdown scenario, that all of this beef in particular is going to continue to move through the supply chain at the same rate, if not an accelerated rate. And so that's something that we monitored right in the beginning, and we're going to continue to monitor that. And so far, you know, we have not heard of any plants needing to close, and we are hearing more and more reports that they're either adding a shift or ramping up production as the demand is requiring that.
13: And I know one thing that might cause some concern among producers, too, and you guys clarified this in an email that you sent out to your producers reassuring them of steps you're taking, is they close the U.S.-Canada border for non-essential travelers, but trade should theoretically still be happening there.
14: Yeah, we had heard some reports from our national office that they had heard one or two scenarios on both ends of the border that maybe there was just a little bit of misinterpretation from folks that are guarding the borders. But that has all kind of been ironed out. And what we're understanding is things are still moving across those borders from a trade standpoint. Down at the Mexico border, there's a lot of Mexican citizens that actually travel up to the United States for employment each day as agricultural workers, and then they enter back into their country. And that's still being allowed from what we understand as long as they're being monitored and made sure that they're healthy. I do think that the United States, Canada, and Mexico have done a good job of maintaining citizen safety, but also we cannot forget about how vital those two countries are to food production and also just to the economy of this country.
13: One thing consumers can reassure as well, like that there's enough food, And you mentioned it when we were talking about the borders and things like that, but safety is still a key priority. Those inspectors are still critical members for going in and making sure the beef they're buying off the shelves is a safe, wholesome product for their families.
14: Exactly. And most consumers maybe don't realize that a packing plant of large scale cannot be functioning and cannot be operating unless they have a USDA FSIS inspector on site. And that, again, was a very important step in those first couple days to ensure that USDA deemed those inspectors critically important and essential to food production. And so we had had assurance from Secretary of Agriculture Purdue and others that that would continue to be a priority. Now, in Minnesota, we have some plants that are are state inspected, and they require a state meat inspector. And so we also have received confirmation from the Department of Agriculture that they will as well be deemed essential and, and be continuing to report to work as long as they're healthy. And so those are important things. And when we talk about safety, I also want to remind consumers that if they are buying meat in bulk, and maybe they're not used to that, to make sure that they're following proper procedures to store that meat correctly you're not going to use it in the first couple days that you've purchased it put it into the freezer make sure you're storing it properly in the freezer as you're thawing that out to use a week down the road make sure you're thawing it out in the appropriate manner and those are all resources that we've had for a long time and now we're just making sure that we're putting them front and center for consumers to be reminded of you know those steps because it might be something they're not used to.
13: I had a friend post on social media, No, you know, we're seeing milk in the grocery store at this price. We're seeing beef in the grocery store at this price because it's flying off the shelves. Is that something where we need to be putting a voice out there or that our producers out there need to be kind of reminding legislators to keep in check that there's not price gouging in between?
14: Yeah, no, that's a great question. And actually, in Minnesota, our governor came out and and made a couple new announcements. And one of the announcements is they are setting up some sort of a hotline, a reporting system, if you're seeing price gouging, and they are going to start cracking down on that. And I think that was all started over some of the price gouging that was happening with hand sanitizer and toilet paper and some of those essentials that have gone out of control. But beef definitely would be one of those that we're, we're watching very closely. You know, boxed beef prices have gone up in the last... Last week and a half and it's anticipated to continue to be going up while the future market for live cattle has not followed that trend and that's why the National Cattlemen's Beef Association and the Minnesota State Cattlemen's are pushing really hard To make sure that there is some sort of system put in place for better price discovery and cattle marketing across the country and on top of that we're also seeing this opportunity where Packers now are trying to compete for live cattle and we did have an announcement last week and I haven't heard other Packers following suit but Tyson in fact is offering to pay a significant amount over market price for cattle coming into their plant because Again, there's a high demand from consumers and these packers want to make sure they can get their hands on as many of that product as they can. So they are having to pass part of that profit onto producers which should be happening anyway and so that's some of those voluntary efforts where you know the free market system is going to play itself out in a little bit of an effort that way we're also again going back to that market facilitation payment process and seeing if there's a way that we can compensate those producers who unfortunately got caught in the midst of all of this and it was very unfair and really going to have detrimental effects to those producers in the long term.
13: I think those are all the questions that I have for you, but is there anything else that I'm missing? Anything else that you want to add?
14: You know, another thing that the Minnesota Beef Council is doing and our National Cattlemen's Beef Association is doing is you know, we're all stuck at home and we're all trying to prepare food for our families, not only just for dinner, but now we're working on breakfast, lunch, and dinner with kiddos being at home. So we're trying to put out as many wonderful recipes that we can that are healthy and, more importantly, that are easy and kid-friendly. So we're going to be doing a lot of that content. We're shifting some of our marketing efforts to that stay-at-home cooking and preparation messaging And hopefully, you know, people aren't stuck at home eating the same things over and over. We can give them some good ideas for what to do with that beef that they purchased in the grocery store. And now maybe just don't know what to do with it.
0: All right. Thank you for that report. A lot of challenges in the markets. And speaking of markets, we're going to be hearing from Rocky over at Premier Livestock in a minute.
14: Run with us on a John Deere Lawn Tractor. Visit Tractor Central today and get $300 off a new X370 Select Series Lawn Tractor. With attachments for every season, you can keep your yard in shape no matter the forecast. Features like power steering and one-touch mulch control mean you can easily navigate your yard and get back to making memories in it. Don't wait. The days are getting longer, and so is that to-do list. Offer ends April thirtieth, 2020. Some restrictions apply. Visit Tractor Central or tractorcentral.com for complete details.
6: It's a John Deere day.
3: Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin Way of Life, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: It's half past the hour here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. That means it's time to talk with Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. We're looking forward to a nice sunny
12: day today. That would be wonderful. Yeah, hopefully. Uh... Rain's rained enough now, and we're ready to go.
0: I like that. The rain's rained enough.
12: What's going on at the market this week, Rocky? Uh, Thank you, Scott. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. On the fed cattle, uh, steady, high choice and prime, Holstein steers 85 to 93.50, select and low choice, 78 to 84. Choice beef steers and heifers traded from 102 to 112, uh, low, lower yielding uh, select grading uh, below a dollar. Uh, market cows sold stronger earlier in the week and finished the week much lower. High yielding cows, 62 to 75. Most cows traded 50 to 61. Market bulls, high yielding, 84 to 95. Low yield. Bulls 80 and down. Organic market cows sold on Mondays mostly from 65 to 85, lower yielding cows below 64. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly 50 to 120 per head. Beef calves 50 to 225. Holstein heifer calves 20 to 50. Uh, dairy cattle auction held here last Wednesday. We sell 250 head of dairy cattle, four small herd dispersals. Uh, top Holstein was 17 and a half, top Jersey was 17, top Shorthorn was 17, top Swiss was 15 with many top crossbred cows selling from 1300 to 1650. Very active market and stronger on the organic dairy cows. This week at Premier Wednesday dairy cattle auction we have two parlor freestall herds. Uh, one herd of 80, most of them cows are going to be springing. 15 of them just fresh. Herd number two, 65 Holstein cows, parlor freestyle, all stages of lactation. Also, many Holstein, uh, fancy fresh heifers, springing heifers, uh, springing heifers, AI bred, AI sire. We got one full load coming out of a local 29,000-pound herd, uh, several top breeding bulls, uh, several of them being registered, and two registered fancy red and whites big enough for cows. Same rules apply uh, as we had last week. We're glad to have you folks at the auction, but uh, we do have to limit that to active bidders, uh, no spectators, and no children. We are pretty serious about it. Uh, so like I said, we do have internet bidding. We'll say more about that in a bit. Um, but we're also temporarily canceling our hay auction, uh, but still selling hay daily. Uh, we're going to do it private treaties. If you got hay to sell, uh, you got hay, hay to buy, uh, come on over as usual. Uh, you're just going to be a little different method Uh, you're going to ask for Ken and call us at the market 715-229-2500 check our website uh, daily for updated uh, consignments Uh, any news at premier premier livestock and com. you can also check our premier facebook page like I said on another note uh, guys uh, we have online bidding available on our Wednesday dairy cattle auction so you can register to bid on that on cattle USA for online bidding at real active uh, online bidding last week, uh, so that was pretty exciting for us and come at the right time, and I guess that's the way it shaped up, Scott.
0: We make it happen one way or the other, don't we, Rocky? That's right. That's, that's right. The way that's got to do it. You bet. We'll talk to you again on Wednesday. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank Bye. you, Rocky. That's Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock at Withy, and I've been saying we've been looking forward to a nice day here coming up. With some sunshine, that's only my prediction. And I'm hoping that's what Kelly Slifka is about to tell us over at Skywarn 13.
6: Yeah, it looks like, uh, you know, uh, after the rainy weekend, just kind of miserable out there, both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, looks like we're to start off this uh, work week really nice. I know it's not great timing, but uh, at least we do have a lot of sunshine uh, for the uh, well, last couple of days of uh, the month of March before April settles in. And uh, as uh, timely, it looks like some April showers will be headed our way by Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, so we should see a lot of sunshine. We're looking at high pressure and control over weather behind this storm system that's still producing clouds in the eastern half of the state, but that's rotating away from western Wisconsin. And with that sunshine this time of the year will warm up to about 56 clear skies today as we cool down to 27. More sunshine and dry weather tomorrow, high of 54. Then we've got some showers developing, it looks like Wednesday. I think it'll be on the lighter side, a high of 50 and a chance for some more showers Thursday, high of 53. Right now, in Eau Claire with clear skies, a little chilly, 29 degrees. I'm Scott Warren, 13 meteorologist Kelly Slifka.
0: Thank you, Kelly, and uh, we're looking forward to getting some, a little bit of drying done heading into the spring here.
6: Yeah, it looks like for a couple days we do have some rain, though, it looks like uh, starting Wednesday, probably right through Friday, so it's gonna kind of a wet period by the middle of the week okay. okay thank you we'll talk to you tomorrow sounds good
0: that's kelly slifko over at Sky Warren 13
9: When you've got to have an auction, you want to work with a company that knows what it's doing to help you, and that means you want to use Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. All the folks at Christensen Sales are true auction professionals. They remember all the little things to take care of, and they've been doing it for such a long time. You know they're trustworthy, too. They handle every aspect of your auction professionally and fairly. Christensen Sales and its auctioneers are registered with the state of Wisconsin, too. Give them a call at 715-223-6345. Christensen Sales of Abbotsford, Wisconsin soon. The 63rd Wisconsin Beef Improvement Bull Test Sale is still on. View the bulls in the pens by Friday, April 3rd. The sale will be broadcast on DVAuction.com only. And you can bid on the DVAuction website or by phone. Call the Wisconsin Beef Improvement Association at 800-297-5747. That's 800-297-5747. Instructions on how to participate are on the website, WisconsinBeef.com, and in the catalog. Thank you for your understanding there are happy to help.
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 24
0: minutes before 6 here at Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Let's continue with the markets. Go over. We'll go over to Equity Altoona where Jim Lindsay has the latest update. And then we'll be hearing from Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Stratford Market.
11: Cows and fats on a lower tone. Choice B steers and heifers, no test. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 84 to 88. Choice Holstein steers, 77 to 84. Select underfinished heavyweight steers and heifers, 77 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 55 to 60, with the top of 63.50. 60% of the cows sold from 40 to 54. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 40 and down. Whole bulls sold from 60 to 82 with the top of 85. Pin, full, horn, and bullswing over a ton, all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound upholstein bull calves sold from $20 to $90 per head. Fancy beef calves sold from $50 to $190 per head. Light, pork quality calves sold from $20 per head and down. Just a quick reminder our next special feeder sale will be Friday, April 3rd. If you would like to sign any cattle to our upcoming sales or would like an on farm visit, feel free to call the market at 715. 715- 835-3104. Early consignments are always appreciated. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
0: Thank you, Jim, and you have a great day, too. And we have Jerry Fitzgerald on from the
15: Stratford Equity Market. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Scott, and a good morning to you. I like that weather forecast. and uh, Yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't put my rain gauge out until later on. must have been Saturday, so I don't really have a accurate amount of how much rain we got, but I'm sure it was well over an inch.
0: Takes, takes a good amount of guts to put that rain gauge out, Jerry, especially if it's a glass one. I turned mine right side up on Saturday. It's always a challenge because
15: well, I, I, <laughs> it's well, going to well, be broken. Yeah, I've replaced a lot of them over the years, so we just kind of <laughs> wait, you know. But no, it's, yeah. uh, uh, one good thing about all this, I mean, with all the other stuff that's going on in the world, the snow melt has been slow. Uh, haven't really had a lot of flooding, although some Very of the local cr- are pretty high. So we got to be thankful for that. But uh, uh the fields are pretty soft, but that's good. It's soaking in, and so and we yeah. got a sort of a normal spring. I mean, of course, I uh, better be quiet because yep. how no, many I last, how many, how much snow did we get in April? You know, so, that's right.
0: <laughs> that's right.
15: So how are the markets going, Jerry? All right. Uh, Scott, thank you very much, and this is going to be the sale schedule this week here at Equity Stratford, pretty much a normal marketing week. We'll get underway here this uh, Monday morning, uh, this morning at 9.30 with Market Cattle. Uh, again, like we'll be selling Market Cows this morning and uh, Fat Cattle and Bulls. We'll get to those baby calves around 11 o'clock. Tuesday tomorrow, auction does start at 11 with Market Cattle. Uh, our next hay sale will be next week, April 7th, so keep that in mind, and also next terry hay sale next week, April 7th. We're moving ahead to Wednesday, our, our Wednesday auction starts at 10 o'clock with market cattle. Also sell baby cows on Wednesday. Feeder cattle sale uh, will be noon. Time start for that feeder sale here this coming Wednesday, April 1st. Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock. Again, uh, we do have several uh, good quality uh, consignments of heifers for sale, private treaty. So I know uh, if you folks don't want to be coming to the auction, we do have, if you're looking for some good quality fresh heifers, uh, we do have those available, so just give us a call here, 715-687-4101, and uh, a lot of information on our website, and again, I certainly want to thank all the folks for their cooperation with the restrictions, uh, of course, uh, only active buyers allowed in our sales arena so please continue to follow those steps uh... I'm afraid it's going to be a while the way things go but we're getting through this your market is open here in stratford uh, four days a week for your convenience and you can bring your livestock in still drop them off and be on your way so again thank you for all that uh, um, cooperation and we'll get through all this and just one thing now one note today on um, the cow market uh... As you folks know, last week, the early part of the week, the market strengthened up quite a bit on the cows. We saw a rather sharp decline on Thursday. Not sure what today is going to bring. So if you got a uh, bunch of cows you're planning on selling, maybe best to call ahead to market this morning to kind of see what the trend is going to be looking at. It's hard to predict in the future. But uh, anyway, just so you folks are aware of that, we did have a, a rather wide market uh, change at the end of last week. So, again, phone number, 715-687-4101. Scott, uh, Thank you guys at Wax for keeping us abreast of everything here, and we'll all get through this. But uh, uh, I don't think it's going to be a short-term thing. That's just my opinion. But we'll go from there and uh, talk to you tomorrow morning.
0: We'll see you then, Jerry. Thanks much. Jerry Fitzgerald over at Stratford Equity.
4: Brought to you by United Mutual. You need reliable insurance, so trust United Mutual Insurance Company in Medford. They provided high-quality home and farm protection for North Central Wisconsin since 1878. They strive to be the company of choice for you. United Mutual Insurance Company provides homeowners, dwelling fire, farm owners, mobile homeowners, renters, umbrella liability, and small business insurance. Feel confident and secure in your choice of insurance. With United Mutual Insurance Company in Medford, call them for a quote: 715 748 60 748
3: 60 Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
4: 18 minutes before 6 here at
3: Wax
0: 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we have Michelle over at Tareem Livestock on. How are you doing this morning, Michelle? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Great. And how, how are the... Everybody's talking about the restrictions in the sale barn and stuff. You guys kind of asking folks to respect that too?
2: We are. I know it's really hard when your kids are home and you want to take them or your spouse wants to get out. But, geez, I mean, this is just really such an important thing. I mean, it's just hard, but everybody really just has to start to really think about it. Because, I mean, we live in a rural area and you kind of think like, ah, it could never happen to us. And that's kind of what I've been hearing when you say, you know, hey, no kids, whatever. But it is real, and yep. people really have to really start to think about what could happen. And, you know, it's just a tough thing to get through, and I know everybody has a hard time with it. I have a hard time with it myself,
0: but you, you, know, you know, Michelle, have
2: to follow the guidelines.
0: <laughs> my, just like every other farm kid, I heard my parents tell me at 5, dark 30 sometime or other, or 5 o'clock, that the faster you get out there, the faster it gets done. And it's kind of, I, I see that, this coronavirus this way, too, that if we respect these divisions, if we respect it and cut it off, we'll get through it faster. Right.
2: Yeah. It's, I, I just think it's, it's one of those things that no one could ever imagine would happen to our, you know, in, within our lifetime. That's right. You know, you read about the, the any type of plague in the past or whatever, and, You just never would think it would happen to you, but it's real. And, you know, you just kind of got to adjust to it. But it's just a hard adjustment
0: for everyone. But, you know, we'll get through it. So it'll be okay. Tell us about how the market's looking today.
2: All right. Thank you, Scott. Coming up the week of March 23rd at Turing Live Stock Market in the slaughter Market. For the week, we had topped at 72. 80% of the cows, so from 43 and above. Market cows are 60 to 68. Low-yielding cows, 50 to 59. Thin and weak cows, 49 and down. In the whole stand market, choice and prime, 80 to 92 selects for 78 and down. For beef type steers and heifers choice 92 to 105, selects for 87 and down. In the bull market, high yielding beef types came in at 62 to 83 with the utilities at 60 and down. In the real and calf market, good quality hosting bulk calves sold from 40 to $125 per head, lighter and lower quality calves $25 per head and down. Hosting heifer calves are 10 to $45 per head, beef calves 55 to 215 per head. In the hog market butcher hogs were 34 to 37 and sows were 27 and to 31 and a and boars were 14 and down. Today will be our next sale. We'll start with calves at 5 p.m. For today's sale, we have a consignment of 20 Holstein steers averaging 500 to 700 pounds. If you have any questions or any trucking, give us a call the market at 715-669-7127. And, of course, check us out on the web at com For all the us South, your family South, your family owned and operated market, have a great day.
0: Thank you, Michelle, and I look forward to hearing you tomorrow morning. Always, As always, please put the squeeze on Bob and don't let him get ahead of you. you I won't. I'll take care. All right. Thanks, Michelle. We'll see you tomorrow. That's Michelle over at Tureen Livestock at Thorpe.
4: White mold, sudden death syndrome, root rot. If you raise soybeans, it may seem like you have all the cards stacked against you when it comes to disease. But did you know there is a new cost-effective seed treatment which can help prevent all three? Heads Up Seed Treatment offers a new proactive approach for dealing with fungal and bacterial diseases. Compatible with other seed treatments, hedge your bet against disease this spring. Ask your dealer for Heads Up today. To locate a dealer, visit HeadsUpST.com.
6: If you're looking for a great-paying, part-time job with flexible hours, check out 2020 Census Jobs. Apply today at 2020Census.gov forward slash jobs to help strengthen your community.
1: Being a cooperative member has its rewards. Egg Country Farm Credit Services is pleased to announce that we are paying out $60 million in cash dividends to our member owners. These dollars are going to all those that help build and maintain our strong cooperative while being reinvested into family farming operations and rural communities. To find out how you can earn a cash dividend, contact your local Egg Country office today. Egg Country Farm Credit Services, serving agriculture in rural America. For those who work in acres... Not an hour.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Heading
0: toward the Milk House with the morning chores here at Wax 104.5. 29 degrees here at the studio. A little local news 10 people are sick with the coronavirus in Eau Claire County. The latest count from the state shows 10 people sick in Eau Claire County, 4 people sick in Chippewa County, and 3 sick in Dunn County. Statewide, more than 1,100 people are sick with the coronavirus. The number of people sick with that virus in Wisconsin continues to grow. The state's Department of Health Services yesterday said more than 1,150 have been confirmed sick with it. Another 16,000 people have been tested and confirmed to not be sick. Investigators are identifying the man who died in a weekend fire in Trempealeau County. The Trempealeau County Sheriff's Department yesterday identified the victim as 86-year-old Richard Morschenek. He died after a brush fire lit his clothes on fire on Saturday. That same fire also lit his barn on fire. If you can walk on a trail, you should be able to walk on a golf course. That's essentially the argument from State Representative John Plummer. He wrote a letter Friday to Governor Evers asking that the governor reopen Wisconsin's golf courses. The governor's safe at home order lists golf courses as non essential Plummer says he understands the need for social distancing, but says there is, a pl- there is plenty of distance on an 18-hole golf course.
6: The team at Gibson's Water Care wishes safety and health to you all during this challenging time.
1: They want to assure everyone that their team has taken extra safety measures and is still working to make sure your water is safe and clean in your home. If you're having water problems, you need to contact the water experts at Gibson's Water Care for a free home water analysis. Locally owned, American-made products. Go online to gibsonswatercare.com for more details.
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
0: 11 minutes before 6 here at Wax 104 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, if you miss anything on the Midwest Farm Report, or miss the entire show for that matter, I don't know why anyone would have that happen to them ever, but you can go to our website, 20 waxcom Click on the Midwest Farm Report page, scroll down, and you'll see podcasts along with other interviews and the like. Go to podcast and click on that, and you can hear our entire show day to day. That usually gets posted somewhere around 7 a.m. in the morning. That gets uh, loaded into that. And if you have a, a smart device with a search engine on for podcasts, search for Midwest Farm Report, Eau Claire, and you'll be able to find us that way. And also, you know, we just have some general good news and a lot of in-depth farm news from throughout the Midwest, along with some features on that page, 20ineroowax.com. Click on the Midwest Farm Report page. Hey, as we get into the milk house here, let's have a look at the markets on the uh, grains futures, Corn for May is down 1 at 3.45. May oats up 2 at 2.68. Soybeans for May up 7 at 8.89. Soybean meal for May at $327.80 a ton is up $4.70. And May wheat is up 6 at 5.78. The country elevator prices. Corn at Arcadia is at 3.23. Corn at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, Fall Creek, and Osseo is at 3.03, and soybeans are at 8.27 at those locations. Elk Mound has corn at 3.05 and beans at 8.34. Sparta Corns 3.01 and beans 8.30. Ellsworth has corn at 2.95 and beans at 8.27. On the ethanol pl- At the ethanol plants, Boyceville has corn at 3.05, Stanley 2.97, and New Richmond at 2.95. On the dairy side of things, barrels of cheese ended the week on Friday, down six and a quarter at one thirty-four. Forty-pound blocks down fifteen at one fifty-nine, and grade double A butter down ten and a quarters, ten and a quarter rather at one forty-eight and three quarters. And the Class Three futures, hang on to your socks. March is steady at sixteen twenty-three. April down 38 at 1532, May down 69 at 1387, and June down 73 at $14 even. And those prices look to be down through 2020. Well, as I've been saying, and you've been hearing here, let's be careful with that coronavirus things out there, folks. Again, the markets all are asking you if you're dropping off cattle, just drop the cattle off. Unload them there and they'll get most of them will just get you the check or call them and make special arrangements. That's what we're hearing them ask. And please don't take anyone besides one buyer or one person in your family, the primary person, into those markets. They are doing their best to help get this thing cut off. And as I mentioned with Michelle there, I think this is a personal feeling. It's a lot like my parents said in the morning to get out and get the chores done. The faster you get out there and get it done, the faster it gets done. And I think, again, only my opinion. I'm not a doctor or a scientist. But if we do our best now to head this thing off, we don't have to have it stretch out so long. The better we do now, the quicker it gets done. So let's all take care out there. Be safe doing whatever you're doing. We'll talk to you tomorrow when Bob is back.
14: A plus insulation services, a plus dot